Welcome to the Aaron Church Podcast, where our mission is bringing life to everyone, everywhere, every day. Each podcast episode features the latest talk from our church, which are released weekly. We're passionate about Jesus, love to worship together, and are committed to changing our community for the better. Connect with us at aaronchurch.com. We are looking at Basecamp, and uh, Basecamp is our theme for the year. It's looking at how we gather to go, looking at how uh, we can inspire each other, be together, gather together, and then we go out. And uh, we've been looking at uh, Matthew 10, which is all about how we, um, what we need for the journey. So it's all about Jesus' disciples being sent out and Jesus tells them exactly what they need. So it's a brilliant start to think about what we need. I'm going to read it. It's Matthew 10. It says this. Uh, the prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered and Jesus called 12 of his followers and sent them into the ripe fields and he gave them power to kick out the evil spirits and to tenderly care for the bruised and hurt lives. This is the list of the 12 he sent. Simon, they called him Peter or Rock, Andrew his brother, James, Zebedee's son, John his brother, Philip Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, James, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, Judas Iscariot, who later turned on him. Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by traveling to some far-off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try and be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood and tell them that the kingdom is here and bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Don't think I've come to put on a fundraising campaign before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. And you need to keep that. And all you need to keep going is three meals a day, travel light. And when you enter a town or village, don't insist on staying in a luxury inn. Get a modest place with some modest people and be content there until you leave. That's really what we're going to focus on, uh, that last bit that says, when you enter a town or village, don't insist on staying in a luxury inn, get a modest place with some modest people, and be content until you leave. But uh, just before we look at that passage and what that means for us today, um, I think it's so important, that very first bit, that talks about what we are called to do, all of us, uh, to, uh, he said, he gave them power to kick out the evil spirits and to tenderly care for the bruised and hurt lives. It said, go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighborhood and tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick, raise the dead, touch the untouchables, kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Whatever we do, whoever we are, Anybody in this whole room, whether you're employed, whether you're not employed, whether you are retired, whether you earn a lot, whether you don't earn a lot, whatever job you do, whatever you do with your life, when you're a child of God, when you're a Christian, he says to you, this is what I've called you to do. Whatever, whatever, every single person in this room, he says, I want you to go and to 
care for the hurt and bruised people in your life. And I want you to kick out the demons. I want you to touch the untouchables. That's what every single person in this room is asked to do. Do you agree with me? Yeah? That's what we are asked to do. Now, when we look at the demons bit, oh, you know, I don't know what you think about that bit. Maybe you think, that's a little bit like out there, isn't it? That demons bit. But do you know what? Really, all that is saying is there is rubbish in people's lives. There is rubbish in all of our lives often. There is rubbish in people's lives. And some of that rubbish takes a hold of them and stops them moving on. I know that therapy is good. I know that counselling is good. It's all stuff that God can use and does use all the time. But there's a spiritual element sometimes to why people are held down and held back. There's a spiritual element as to why there's rubbish in people's lives. And we need to not be afraid of that and and pray for people, okay? Don't just say when somebody says, I have addiction or I'm suffering with this and I just can't get out of it. Don't just say, oh, they're there. Oh dear, that's terrible, isn't it? Awful. Sounds terrible to me. Pray for them. Pray. that Kick out the demons. Kick out what is going on in people's lives. So I, I just don't want to make that into a, you know, like, oh, demons thing. It's very, very simple. There's rubbish in people's lives and we just need to be bold enough to pray sometimes because there's a spiritual element to it. So whatever job we do, let us do those things daily in our lives. I love it that we have these disciples. We've got like, oh, we've got such an array of them all being called to do this amazing job, haven't we? We've got like some of them was, one of them was a zealot. Uh, they, uh, at the time, the people were, uh, the, the Jews, they were living in a Roman occupied land. It was very tough for them. It was so tough. Can you imagine uh, a a very different culture occupying our land? That's what they were living in. And uh, the Romans were taking away their land. They were taking away their rights. Uh, They took away their money. And uh, some of them rose up as zealots because they, they were like, they were wanting to hit back, fight back. There were zealots in Jesus' group of friends. Uh, In Jesus' group of friends, he's got Peter who loses his temper a lot and uh, cuts off the ear of somebody. Um, We have got all sorts of different people. We've got Judas, Judas who betrayed him. We've got so many different people. And they they were being asked to go into a very different culture and bring the good news. It wasn't going to be easy. It was going to be challenging for them. And Jesus knew that. That's why he gives them these brilliant, brilliant ways of thinking as they go into a difficult culture, as they go into a difficult time. And the last thing he says, uh, the one that we're going to look at is, when you enter a town or village, don't insist on staying in a luxury inn. Get a modest place with some modest people and be content there. And what that speaks to me about is, it says to me, do you know what, disciples, Don't go and look for significance in the place that you stay or the people that you stay with. You're going to have to learn that your significance, your importance, your value, your self-esteem is with me, not with staying in some luxury inn. I was laughing. We were laughing because, of course, two weeks ago, I talked about staying in a luxury inn, didn't I? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) 
<laughs> so we were like, Joel was laughing and saying, oh, didn't Becca talk about not staying? She was staying in a luxury inn and now she's talking about not staying in a luxury inn. But um, really what Jesus is saying here, the main thing that I get from that point and the main thing that I want to talk about today is where is our significance? Where do we get our significance from? He said, don't get it from a luxury inn. Don't get it from a place, the place that you're staying. Don't get it from the people that you're staying with. He knew, Jesus knew that it was absolutely essential that the disciples, his friends, going into such dangerous work, going into such challenging work, that they knew where their significance lied. And it was not going to be in the things that the world says their significance lied in. And And so I want to look at that today. What makes us feel significant, valued, important, um, good self-esteem? What are the things that make us feel good about ourselves? I'm going to go through some of them. Um, One of the things that can make us feel good or all of the things I'm going to talk about can make you feel significant or insignificant, okay? So both of those things. First of all, your children. Um, When my children were little, um, they really loved me. (laughs) They, they like, I'm not saying, they're they're grown up and I know they really love me. But when they were little, I was the most important person in their lives. They used to, they would cry when I went out. They would run to me and love me and hold me and want to be with me. They really loved me me well when they were little and then of course they grow up don't (laughs) oh dear my children like they grew up and I didn't feel quite so um sometimes the most significant person in their lives sometimes I felt a bit of a bother to be honest but um when they were teenagers and so your children they can make you feel very significant or sometimes not, as the case may be. It may be that you having children makes you feel significant or you not having children makes you feel significant. All of those things can make us feel significant. The second thing that I notice that makes me feel or can make us feel significant is um, our relationships, whether we're married, whether we're not married, whether we're single, whether we know this person or whether we have a relationship here, Um, uh, whether we're a doctor or our, our status can make us feel significant or insignificant. So... Um, you know, it might be that you have a really great group of friends and your friends make you feel significant. You think, I've got a fantastic relationships with these people. I feel significant. Those things can make us feel valued and significant. The house you live in can make you feel valued or uh, important or not. Your job, another thing, your job can really make you feel uh, sometimes like maybe you feel I'm, I've got a really significant job. I work doing really significant things and you get some significance from the job that you do and value from the job that you do. Um, this, this is such a common thing, such a, uh, don't we all get value from what we actually do? And, um, or you may feel insignificant because of what you do. You may think, I don't do a very significant thing. I don't do this. I don't do that. You can feel insignificant also because of the job that you do. Okay, the next way that we can uh, feel significant is approval of others and the people that we know. Approval. When, oh, I have to tell you, 
if there is a weakness in me, I mean, there, there is a weakness. There's so many. But um, that, I mean, one of them would be fear. But the other one is I love approval. I really like being approved of. I, when you say something approving of me, <laughs> I, there's something in me that is embarrassed but also likes that. I like, I like being, I want to be good. I want to do the right thing. I want to be a good leader. Uh, all of those things, I seek approval sometimes and I recognize that in myself. Um, and so approval of other people, even like knowing, I don't know, does anybody know any famous people here? Anybody? Well, anyway, I, I'm sure that you do know some famous people, uh, but sometimes, like, my brother is from royal blood. Some of you will know that, and some of you think, who's that? You know, what, what's royal blood? But sometimes, right, if I tell... It's like a band, right, royal blood. And um, it's, some people it's, for some people it's famous. But... Um, if I tell, I remember telling some, one of the school teachers here that my brother was in royal blood. And do you know what? He really thought that I was great. <laughs> I went from like this middle-aged, fuddy-duddy person to like, cool. And I, uh, you know, I was like, ooh, ooh, I didn't know. Like, uh, oh, that's great. Good. Um, Tim was once in delirious. Now, some of you know that. Some of you have no idea what that is at all. That was a band. But sometimes people say, oh, and they, they really like say, oh, 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 delirious. It was my favorite band and it's absolutely impacting my life. And, you know, I think, great. Where do where do I get? Sometimes that can make you feel significant and important. Um, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that's 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 what we're like. That's what I'm like sometimes. Um, at the last thing, being known can make you feel significant. Being known by being a we live in a celebrity culture, don't we? Everybody's known. Everybody wants to be known. Everybody wants to be famous. Let's go on TikTok and be famous. Or let's I don't know. I don't know about TikTok, but let's do famous things. People want to be famous. I remember so vividly being in a worship conference with a guy called Jason Upton, who was a worship leader. And uh, this guy, he put up his hand, it was question and answer time, and he said, I'm a worship leader and nobody knows me and nobody cares, my, my, my pastor, he doesn't even recognise me and I've got so much in me and I've got so much to give and, and I'm just, I just, what, what shall I do? And Jason Upton said, oh, well, I'll never forget this line. He said, oh, he said, uh, do not ever think to be known is to be loved. This guy just wanted to be known. And he was saying, it's not about being known. Don't worry about being known. You are loved by God. And uh, so sometimes we can get esteem. We can get significance from all of those things. I'm not saying those things are wrong in themselves, but I am saying if that is our source, then we're in trouble. Because who knows? We all know that one day we're not going to have some of those things. One day I'm not going to have this job and I'm not going to be here. One day, I, one day things will change. And if my significance is purely in those things, then I'm going to be in trouble, aren't I? We're all going to be in trouble if our significance and our importance and our value is purely in those things. And let's face it, the world tells you these are the things that are significant. What 
what we are significant because of what God has, because God loves us, because we're children of God. And we're called to do significant things because of that. But we are first and foremost love. Now, what should we do? These are my, these are my thinking about how do we look at ourselves and where we get our significance and how do we shift that? How do we move that into being completely knowing that you are valued and significant and important and have good self-esteem because God loves you, because God is the centre, because God is your root, because God is the place that you're really um, getting your self-esteem from. How do we do that? Okay, the first thing I was thinking, and these are just my thoughts. First thing is, I think we need to become self-aware of what's making us feel significant and important. I think it's really good to stop and think, what is it that is making me feel important? You might think, you might want to reflect on a time that you have felt significant and think, yeah, it was because I did that presentation at work really well. Yeah, it was because I had a conversation and they, that person approved of me that I felt that. Let us reflect on what makes us feel important. And if that is always to do with our job, right, then let us recognise that and think, what am I going to do about that? What shall I do? If you are feeling important because of um, other things in your life, uh, have a look at that and reflect on that and think, is there anything that I need to do? One of the things that I do, I recognise for me that um, I lead a lot. So when I, I'll lead a meeting or I'll lead in our staff meetings or in our call meetings, so I lead a lot. So I recognise that I could easily feel that my significance comes from my job quite a lot. So then I think to myself, right, what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to place myself in a position where I am not leading and where I feel insignificant. So I deliberately do this often. Um, one of the things that I do is I, I've been on like several school kind of boards and councils and governors. Um, I'm on the, I'm on the uh, council for this place here. When I walk into the board meeting, I don't feel very significant. In fact, I feel really silly. When I ask a question and when I say something, I think, why did you say that? That was a stupid thing to say. (laughs) I practice being led by somebody. I practice listening to someone else. I practice feeling insignificant. Sometimes we don't have to put ourselves in those places. Sometimes... (laughs) We naturally feel insignificant in a place, Do you, you know, like in your place of work or, or in your family situation. You may naturally feel not approved of. I have been in situations where I have definitely felt not approved of. And do you know what? That's the place that I learn where my significance really is. That's the learning place for me. Often we try to escape those places go somewhere else, go to places that make you feel better. No, stay in those places. Stay in those places because that's where God does the learning in us. Um, I often think that uh, when I feel empty, insignificant, stupid, that is the seedbed for God to plant some new things in me. That is the when I feel plowed up, when I feel rubbish, 
That is the seedbed for God to plant what he really wants to do in me. So don't be afraid if you go into situations where you feel disapproved of and where you feel insignificant because that's where you're going to learn. That's how we grow. It's how I've learnt my significance is in God. It's in feeling insignificant and going to God and saying, God, I was so stupid. Why did I do that? And God says, you're brilliant. I think you're, I, 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 I believe in you. You keep that. That's where your significance comes from. So I would say, first of all, become aware of what your significance come, where your significance comes from. I've said significance a lot of times, haven't I? I was thinking that on the way to church as I was preaching to myself. I was thinking, think of a different word, Becca. Your importance comes from, you know what I'm saying. So, and then the last thing that we can do, so we can become aware, we can, we can, become, we can let the, the places that are uncomfortable for us become learning grounds for us to really dig in to who God thinks you are. And the last thing you do is become saturated in what God says about you. Now, there are several ways that you can become saturated in what God says about you. Uh, you can go for a walk in the country and look, take your head, look up and look at the blueness of the sky and the bigness of God. You can, you can go, you can Go to nature and, and let God speak to you right to the, your heart without any complications, without any distractions. You can read the word of God. God's, in the Bible, it says over and over and over again, it, that Gideon story, over and over and over again, what God thinks is significant. And so we can saturate ourselves, praying, talking to God, talking with him, worshipping, putting on worship music or worshipping. Let us Now, I often think that we can... Uh, we can become, we are saturated, all right, in the world sometimes. When I wake up in the morning, I put on the news. Nothing wrong with the news. Good to hear the news. But do you know what? It's not telling me God's perspective, is it? It's telling me a worldly perspective on what's going on in the world. It's not the kingdom of God speaking to me. It's a it's the people, you know, I don't know, Susanna Reid t- telling me something about the news. I immediately am, am starting to take on, as I, walk, as I walk into my day, maybe a different worldview um, to the kingdom of God worldview. Then I look at my social media. Well, that's full of not the kingdom of God. Well, it, I know it's got some kingdom of God. I understand that. But it's full of like, success is this, success is that. That's full of it. So I become saturated. Then you might go to work. What happens in your work? I don't know. Have you got a very, very um, faith-filled workplace that you go to? Have you got a place that is inspiring and full of the kingdom of God that you're walking into? Or maybe it's very success-driven, your work. Maybe it's all about succeeding. Maybe it's very negative. Maybe everybody moans all the time. I, what do you come under when you go into work? What are you saturating yourself with when you come into work? When you become aware of what is going on in your little life and in our lives, we then think we want to be saturated in the word, in God's words for us, don't we? Do you, 
If you're aware of what you can be, we're, we're being influenced all the time. Sometimes when I brought up my children, they would say to me, Mum, Christianity, faith, it's just brainwashing. And I used to think, wow, we, I, I do think that we all, brainwashing is quite a, uh, a nasty term, isn't it? But we're all washing our brains with something, every one of us. Every one of us in this whole world is being saturated by some worldview. Well, what worldview do you want to be saturated with? It's, your cho- it's, our, it's our choice, isn't it? So, yes, my brain, I, want to be, I do want to be washed with the kingdom of God. Do you, that's, I do want that. I want, to, I want to be saturated with kingdom of God thinking. Yes, I do. Because I think it's liberating and I think it's freeing and I think it's good and I think it's healthy and I think it's great. So that is what, so let us do those things when we come into thinking about what is significance. Uh, Luke 6 says, there's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contexts are not truth contexts. Okay, right, a wonder band, can you come on up? Uh, let, us, let us stand up together, shall we? And I just wonder if you can just, wherever you're standing right now, um, I mean, I think it would be good for you as you go home from here to really reflect. It's, it, it probably isn't the time right now to reflect on everything, but reflect on what is it in you that makes you feel significant? And is there anything that needs to change in that? Um, Maybe you feel insignificant completely. And I believe that God would be saying to you, oh, you are so, so, so important to me. You are so loved. It's not about what you do. It's not about your job. It's about I created you. You are so, and do you know what? We're going to do significant things. We're going to do things that are amazing in this lifetime. And uh, so just, just say, God, what do you want to say to me? Just in the quiet.